Hello everyone, and welcome to Navigating Our Roots a través de nuestras cicatrices. As always, thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you, and I hope that you enjoy. If it's not your first time, I hope that you continue to come back and that you enjoy this episode. Um, in today's episode, we'll be talking to a very special guest, Natalie, if you'll please introduce yourself. Yeah. Uh, my name is Natalie Hernandez Montez. I am a senior and I'm a double major with history and anthropology and a minor in Latin American studies. I also love the name of your podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, it's really nice to get to know you. Um, for everyone like listening who doesn't know you, mm-hmm. or um, which is kind of hard to believe because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people, but I do kind of. <laughs> but um, for anyone like you know, new listening in, um, is there something specific to you that you think helps to define you or helps to to make you who you are mm-hmm. that you want to share? I guess, like, physically speaking, like, I have pink hair, <laughs> so um, usually, like, you can kind of spot me from anywhere because it's really, it's, like, really bright pink hair. Um, I'm also really loud, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so the first, I guess you could say real question that I have Mm -hmm. for you, and this is kind of like a, going to be like a continuation Mm -hmm. of, um, Daisy's episode, Mm -hmm. but, um, the first, you already told us your major, um, you said anthropology Mm -hmm. and history. Yep. Um, what made you choose those majors? Um, so honestly, for anthropology, I was kind of interested in it, and so I just, so it's an A major, and so I didn't want to be, like, undecided, so I put anthropology, mm-hmm. um, and so then I took intro to anthropology, like, first semester my freshman year, I was like, oh, anthropology's actually really interesting, so, you know, I kind of, like, started, like, obviously um, going to more classes and stuff, um, and so I just learned a lot about just, like, people and, like, what makes us, like, human and it was just really interesting to me yeah um and so i don't know if you know but for anthropology you only need about is it 40 credit hours something along those lines um and you know you need 120 to graduate yeah um so that's in the grand scheme of things like 40 is not that much so i was like i was just taking other classes and then um i just added history because like history is really interesting to me Mm -hmm. um and so i've been enjoying it it's a it's a lot of, it's writing intensive, like, I don't remember the last time I took, like, a multiple choice, um, like, exam, Yeah. but it's, it's, yeah, it's really interesting to me, and honestly, one of my priorities when choosing a major was something that I was interested in learning about, Yeah. not just something that would, like, I don't know, I just feel like if I'm not interested about it, I'm not going to invest anything in it yeah. into it, so it's been interesting to, like, take all of my classes and just get to learn about things I'm actually interested in. Yeah, I've actually, um, like... When I first applied here, I wanted to do, like, vet- veterinary school because mm-hmm. um, I really love animals. But mm-hmm. I know that science, like, I've never been good at it. But I wanted a career that, like, my parents would mm-hmm. be, like, proud of. Yep. So I was, like, pushing myself to do something that I knew I wasn't good at. And it kind of made me, like, fall out of love with the idea mm-hmm. of, um, like, caring for animals in that way because it's like I know I'm not good at it and I'm basically spending my money on something I'm not good at so um I know where you're coming from in that sense and I I think that's a very like good choice to make Mm -hmm. 
to basically live for yourself yeah. with something that you want to do. Yeah, I totally understand that because I know like when I I like did choose anthropology, like I just know like I like I, when I tell my mom, I'm like like uh, you know, socio anthropología. She's uh, like she's she still is like oh like okay for what you know. And I know, like, especially, like, when family friends or somebody, like, ask me, I'm, like, I have to, like, explain the major, which, honestly, like, I'm not, like, not necessarily, like, having to explain it, but it's just, like, I can tell people, like, not necessarily look down on it, but definitely are, like, oh, what's she gonna do with that, you know? Yeah. But it's, like, it's not really your life, it's my life. Yeah. Um. So I am gonna choose something that I'm interested in, regardless of, like, whatever repercussions there are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a communication studies major, mm-hmm. and um, I remember, like, I've always been a very shy person, like, mm-hmm. so shy, don't like talking to new people, and it's something that I'm, like, trying to work on, mm-hmm. but I remember when I told my mom, like, oh, like, you can get jobs, like, as a radio host, mm-hmm. and um, fun fact, like, my, my birth dad, like, mm-hmm. he was a radio host. Oh my gosh, I um, didn't know that. Yeah, so cool. it's, like, really cool, mm-hmm. um, and so I told her, like, you can get, like, a job as a radio host or or go on tv and she's like do you really think you have like the personality for Mm -hmm. that like you're kind of like like shy Mm -hmm. and i know she didn't mean to hurt my feelings with that but it hurt my feelings and she kind of even though my mom's always been the type of person to say like like go to school you're you're doing more than me like Mm -hmm. she still had that desire for me doing something that would Mm -hmm. make me money yeah. And it kind of got to the point where it was like, yeah, I get that, but it's also like, it's your life. It's my life. If I'm going to fail, that's going to be on me. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm sorry she said that and made you feel that way, but I'm glad you're at the stage where you can say, like, it's my life. Because I know a lot of people do struggle with that. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like, um, I guess financial freedom is nice, but it's also, it comes at an expense, you know? It comes at an expense of, like, you know, like being drained mentally for sure but sometimes like you know like mentally it can affect you physically and emotionally yeah um so i knew like you know being first generation are you first generation Mm -hmm. yeah so am i um like i know it can be so hard just navigating college so to add another i don't want to say another struggle like another hardship of like a a difficult major like i know when they say that what they mean is like stem related majors yeah um i think it's i it's disrespectful and I don't like when people do that because it is, you're kind of looking down on somebody. And I mean, and now it's a lot about like who you know, networking and things like yeah. that. It's not necessarily about like what exactly, what degree you have. Yeah. And it's, it's very devaluing. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, like, you know, when I first started, it was like, everybody's like, oh, you're doing communication studies. Like, don't you know how to talk? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not, it's yeah. not about that. Like be yeah. so for real right now. Like. Mm-hmm. And I really, like, I, I kind of was a little bit, like, ashamed of my major mm-hmm. for a little bit because of, like, the ideas that I was, you know, accepting about what other people said about it. But then I realized, like, you know, I started getting invited to, like, awards and, mm-hmm. um, like, conversations and then speakers would come. And I was like, you know what? Like, I love my job. Yeah, exactly. I would, li- I mean, my major. And I would yeah. love to make this my job. It's it's perfect for me. It might not be for you, but yeah. for me, it's perfect. Exactly. I love so. that for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like everybody deserves to experience that and not yeah. just, like, do something because your parents yeah, tell you exactly. to. Um, so, 
in your specific major, mm-hmm. um, I don't know much about anthropology. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She's an anthropologist. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all, like pretty much wh- where I've learned from mm-hmm. about anthropology. But like going into your classes and um, stuff like that, do you ever feel like you're the only Latina in the room? And Yes. So I've actually, so anthropology is really interesting because it's a woman-dominated field. Ah. Um, so it's really, really nice in that regard. Mm-hmm. But anthropology is also really racist. Um, they have like, um, like it's just like, like eugenics and things like of that nature. Yeah. Um, it's, so I read a, an article. Mind you, it's like, so anthropology is a relatively new field as well mm-hmm. um, within the last like hundred years. Um, so not a lot of it has been, I don't want to say developed, but it's like, it's a new, it's a new science. It's a new field. Um, there's so much about humanity that you don't know. And you also have to address it in a way where it's not disrespectful to others. Like, you know, you're not just going to go to an unfamiliar society and say, Hey, like I'm going to study you, you know, yeah. like it's disrespectful to do that. Um, but so like I said, it's a developing field and it's a relatively new field as well um and so in the beginning like there were a lot of articles that are really racist and like anthropologies would like start up and down like this is how it is like you know like and recently well I want to say a year ago now um I was in this class and oh I can't remember what the article was it was non-white I know it was like non-white people and I can't remember what it was and I and I'm so, yeah, like, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was, like, they were saying how, so it was a woman, she was a white woman, and she was integrating herself into their society. Mm-hmm. And so, again, like, hundreds of years ago, like, you know, like, society has progressed so rapidly, mm-hmm. um, even within the last, like, 20 years, I would say. Um, so it's kind of like, if you only imagine 100 years ago, and whatever you think of, like, American society... And I'm talking, like, Anglo-Saxon American society. Um, That's different to, like, you know, like, black American society. Um, You know, like, indigenous American society. Yeah. So it's really different. So this white woman went to, um, I think it was, like, a Pacific Islander um, to their society. I can't remember. I I believe that's what it was. And so I was just, like, reading through her, because it was basically, like, um, um, I'm blanking on what it's called, but she was just, like, you know, she was, I don't know if she was invited, but she managed to, like, build relationships with them, I don't know how, you know, again, I don't know how ethical it was, but she managed to do it, and then she's, like, writing things down, and she goes, they're so uncivilized, um, and mind you, this is a progressive white woman, and she's writing about it, and, and it was just, like, little things like that, and so I brought it up to my professor, mind you, I'm the only Mexican woman in the room, like, I, I think we were all women, but I'm the only Mexican woman in the room. Um, I think there was, like, one or two guys in there. So, again, it's very nice to have a woman-dominated field. But, it, you know, like, I'm not just a woman. Like, I am a Mexican-American woman. So yeah. there's so many intersectionality in that. And so I brought it up. I was like, yeah, I thought it was racist. And my professor literally was like, oh, what do you mean by that? Where? And I was like, mind you, my professor is not, uh, like, he's white. And so I was like, well, and I think I, like, showed him that. And he was like, that's interesting. I've never heard of that. And I was like, well, I do think so. And then I kind of, like, tried to, like, 
continue exploring it and like kind of telling him like what I saw. Yeah. And he was like, again, that's an interesting point. Um, and then he kind of like brushed it off. Yeah. And it's really like, it's at certain times like that where I'm like, it's a really racist field. Like, um, yeah, like I said, like there's so much intersectionality in my different identities to where I maybe um, provided privilege in one regard. The other is, you know, it's not it's taken into account. Yeah. Um, so, and I can say, I don't know if it happened too often, honestly. Um, but it has been interesting to see how that happens. And especially because, like, you're supposed to be, like, anthropology major. You're supposed to, like, you know, know how to be unbiased and culturally relative. But then you say something like that. And it's like, did you learn anything at all? Yeah. You know? Um, as for, like, history... It's also very white, like, I'm not going to lie. Um, I feel like there's a lot more men in that field as well. Yeah. Um, but, and yeah, like, sometimes I will have to, like, sometimes I am the only, like, Mexican-American in the room. I don't know. I feel like there are other people of color, but it's definitely, like, it's not enough for me to be, like, oh, yeah, like, this is not a PWI. You know, it reminds yeah. me I am at a PWI. So it is interesting to see that. Um, but I don't think, I think it makes me realize, again, like, the privileges that I have, yeah. but also how I still face discrimination. Yeah. So for you, whenever you encounter experiences like that, do you, because me, um, one thing I've learned is about myself is that, mm. like, I'm kind of more assertive, and so, mm. um, if something happens where it's, like, like that, or... Mm -hmm. Um, I remember I was taking a sociology class last semester mm -hmm. about, like, human sexuality, mm -hmm. and, like, all, everything we covered was generally about, like, the American experience, mm -hmm. and not necessarily, and I'm, like, you know, like, I grew up with my Mexican parents, mm -hmm. so I have that Mexican mm -hmm. experience, even though I wasn't born yep. in Mexico, so... Sometimes it felt like I couldn't share the things mm -hmm. that I experienced because it wasn't, even though I'm, like, American, mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily an American experience. So whenever things like that happened to you, did you ever feel like you found confidence and comfort in that, or did it make you feel mm -hmm. small? That's an interesting question. Um, well, honestly, like I said, like, I am very, <laughs> like I said, like, I'm very loud, but... Um, so usually, like, when, so I took a class that was, hmm, it was, like, a history class of the South, but I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was of the South. Yeah. And so basically, like, she was, like, um, so we were writing our historiography paper, and mind you, I took this class last semester, um, so it was really hard, and I didn't know at the time, but, it, so it was a really hard class, and um, so we're talking about the South. The South in and of itself, it's so complicated, you know, like, it's not just white, you know, black Americans have always been a part of the South, yeah. whether people want to admit it or not, um, and so, but, like, in recent years, well, not even recent, like, you know, like, the, when Texas and, like, all of that became occupied, yeah, and then it was stolen from Mexico, like, Mexicans live in Texas. Like, Mexicans went to bed and woke up American, you know? Yeah. So it's like, and nobody can deny Texas is the South. Like, you know, it's a different kind of South. 
because even within the region, like, we all know the South looks different, you know? But, like, Texas is Southern. Um, therefore, the Mexicans in Texas are Southern, you know? Yeah. So from that point forward, Mexicans specifically, out of, like, the Hispanic um, demographic, I would say, are Southern. And so it was just kind of, I don't know if it was, I don't want to say denied, but it was just not spoken about. And so yeah. I would be like, mind you, it was through Zoom, so I would, like, turn my mic on and be like, hey, like, just remember, like, Texans, like, they were Mexican before they were white. You know, like, white people came and, like, started living yeah. there and wanted slavery, so that's kind of how it happened. Um, and so I don't, I think it reminds me of what it means to be a Mexican-American woman in a white-dominated field. Yeah. Um, I don't think it necessarily makes me feel small. I think it it allows me to express just be like y'all like y'all shouldn't be saying things like that or yeah. um just like clarifying certain things but it also kind of there's like a another side to it where it's like I feel like they think I represent like all Mexican American women ever yeah and like that's disrespectful a because we're not all the same person and it's like just because I have this experience you know like even within like Mexico like it's so big you know yeah. like I'm from Zacatecas my best friend um she's from Veracruz sometimes the words that we speak we don't even understand each other yeah. you know so it's just like it, it's just like disrespectful to do that um so no I I think it does um uh, you know like provide me confidence to just like say whatever I want to say um but it does like sometimes I I can def like I can see it in their eyes where they're like okay like she said this like everybody believes that and it's like no you're like missing the entire point you yeah. know yeah. yeah I completely understand that um I think it's interesting that you mentioned that, especially because, like, um, I am taking this class right now this semester, and my professor is, like, a Chinese woman. Mm -hmm. And I love that because mm -hmm. she'll bring up, like, everybody has this idea that China's, like, oh, it's, like, so horrible. And I've heard people, like, tell her straight up, like, oh, China, like, they're very, like, communist and it sucks and they're, like, you know, like, really talking horribly about china and mm -hmm. she'll be like well yeah they they definitely have stuff to work on and right. but this is what they're good mm -hmm. at this is what they've provided i remember the very first lecture that she gave she showed an example of how like it was actually chinese people who were the first to like write mm -hmm. um and i remember being like wow like there's this whole other world that you don't know that we don't learn yeah. about because it's all like centered around white experiences about yeah. white history about it's all basically like whitened out and yeah. it's very i think especially like in the united states where there is different types of cultures and different mm -hmm. types of communities like it's so important to acknowledge that not everything is the same i agree you know mm -hmm. and it's the same thing that you said about how like even within your own country, mm -hmm. like, everything's different. Like, the food, the way you cook it, it's different. Mm -hmm. And it's it's very invalidating and rude to, mm -hmm. to assume that everybody's the same and to not take the time mm -hmm. to acknowledge that there's I, other things. Like, yeah. it's it would take half a second. Yeah, so I agree. I love that you brought that up. Um, so another question that I have for you as well is, You've mentioned that you've been very, like, passionate about your major and mm -hmm. what you do and what you study and all of that. So, 
And you're also very, you've mentioned, like, you're outspoken of when mm-hmm. things need to be called out. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question relates to, like, how long did it take for you to get there? Because um, I know some of the people I've spoken to, they come into college and they're like, oh, no, yeah, like, I was good. I didn't really struggle. I, I wasn't afraid. Like, this is where I was able to be free. Um, and then I've had other people who are like, oh, yeah, I struggled. Like, I mm-hmm. couldn't eat on my own. So for you, what was the experience like? Mm-hmm. And how were you able to get to the place where you're at now? Um, I think I've, not to say always been there, but, like, so I think I'm a lot like my mom. Mm-hmm. And my mom, she's a really, like, empowered woman, like, Anytime I think of, like, empowered women, I think of her just because she's very, like, like, her personality is really big. Like, she's really headstrong. Um, So I think I just kind of, like, emulate her. Um, So I know, like, so I don't know if I said it, but I'm from Randleman, North Carolina. And as the name implies, it's a very small town, very Republican, you know, you know how it goes. Um, So it's very, yeah, (laughs) you know, like, it's the South. Um, so I kind of learned, um, which is not to say that people would say, like, so many things to me, um, but there are, like, definitely people where, like, you know, it's, like, southern hospitality, so they'll say something, but they really mean something else. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it went, and so for me, um, I kind of learned, like, I, like I said, like, for my mom to just be, like, direct in a way where you're honest, but not necessarily, like, honest with like malicious intent just to like just be honest with people because you know, like I don't know it's just it's so important like to not lie to people you know um and so just like I learned it from her and I knew like I was actually gonna go to a community college and then um like one of my cousins he came here and he was like oh like you need to tour in places like you need to tour un- for your universities like this this and that I was like okay and so he we came here first we were actually gonna go to state next um, but then I saw the campus, and then, like I said, like, random is very white, um, so in my head, I thought it was, like, a, like, UNCC itself was, like, a very white institution, and I was kind of, like, tired of it. Yeah. Um, so once I saw it, like, first of all, like, I love campus, it's so beautiful to me, um, and then I just, like, walked around, and it was just, like, a shock to me to see so many people of color, um, and so I, like, fell in love with it, I applied, you know, I'm here. But I knew, like, as soon as I told my, like, I knew that as soon as I left Randleman, um, and came to Charlotte, like, I would, like, this was, like, this was me, and, like, I was going to continue to, like, do bigger things, you know, Um, just because, like, I just think, like, everything happens for a reason, Um, and just having, like, confidence in that, and that, like, like, I'm here for a reason, you know, and so just having confidence in the fact that everything has ever, like, it's worked out for me, you know, sometimes, like, some little things haven't, but it's for the better, like, if something doesn't work out, it's because better things are coming, like, I really do believe that, um, so I just have, like, faith in that, and, like, faith in myself, um, just, like, knowing that everything's gonna work out, so, um, I don't think I necessarily, which is not to say that I haven't struggled in college, like, college is hard, (laughs) you know, like, being a first generation college student, it's really hard, um, but I wouldn't say that I struggled with, like, my personal identity, um, I didn't struggle in, like, being, like, okay, is this the right path for me? Like, no, none of that. Um, yeah, it was pretty, like, it wasn't easy, but it was very, like, I was confident in what I was doing. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's, um, 
that's like a very beautiful thing to have Mm -hmm. um especially the belief that like yeah it'll work out and Mm -hmm. if it doesn't there's something better um and i think that's definitely something i want like the listeners to to take Mm -hmm. with them um particularly because i've always i think sometimes you hear people say like oh you deserve to take up space but like Mm -hmm. embodying it Mm -hmm. and i feel like i see that in you like embodying it is something completely different yeah and i think that's that's definitely something like especially as like a first generation mm-hmm. st- like student you deserve to believe that yeah like, exactly you know so thank you for sharing of that. course yeah um and so this is kind of like our last question mm-hmm. um you recently crossed yeah with oppsi mm-hmm. um and we talked about that a couple weeks ago oh, with yeah. daisy mm-hmm. um and, like, I want to know how that impacted you as a person, as a student, as a Latina, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, how were you able to grow within that? Um, so, let's see. Yeah, so I crossed fall 22, and I'm a solo. So what that means is I didn't have any line sisters um, in my direct class yeah. um, for Beta Chi. I have line sisters in the country, but not in at our entity here at Charlotte. Um, so it was really interesting. <laughs> um, it was just, you know, I don't know if you have heard, but we have a saying that's um, a beta woman is a better woman, not better than any other woman, but just better than she was before. Um, and it truly, like, like that's exactly how I feel. Um, I was... I heard the phrase a lot, like, you can't grow where you're comfortable. And it's so true. You know, um, I was, yeah, like, it was, I just, I did a lot, and I realized, like, I learned a lot about myself. Um, Like I said, like, I feel like I was a pretty confident woman before, but just, like, undergoing my program, like, it was just interesting um, to see what, like, what other um, avenues I could just be confident in, like, so I don't have a job right now at the moment um, for gra- after graduation, excuse me. I graduate in, like, three weeks, two weeks and a half now, yeah. honestly. Um, and before my program, I would have been so scared to admit that. Like, I would have been, like, I'm very much a perfectionist. Like, you know, it's, like, it's so crazy. Um, again, before my program, I would have never admitted that I was a perfectionist. Um, so it's just, it just taught me so much about myself and just being confident, like I said, and everything happens for a reason. Um, so again, like I haven't found anything yet. I also haven't been actively looking, (laughs) so that's on me. Um, but I will be, and I just think like, you know, like whatever's for me, it's going to come. Um, I just need to go out and look for it. I just have confidence in myself. Like I said, um, I, like, I'm not going to say I didn't have confidence before (laughs) because I did. Um, but it definitely has empowered me even more and, um, given me, like, a confidence that just, and, like, just believing in myself, you know, just, like, knowing that whatever, like, it's thrown at me, like, I can do it, um, just because it's, like, you know, life isn't easy, and, um, you can handle just about anything as long as, like, you believe in yourself, and I've also, like, gotten a lot of, like, I had a support system, it was such a big support system, um, and so it was just so nice to, like, see, like, have it and see it, and then, like, continue to have it yeah. even now you know so it's been really interesting um so yeah what would you say 
to somebody like you know maybe like a freshman um incoming into college and stuff like that like why would you recommend greek life oh okay um so it gives you a community um of support so it's given me like a sisterhood which is not to say that i didn't have a sisterhood within my best friends because like I do like that was my first introduction to sisterhood I mean I have a brother so I'm a sister to him but he's a brother to me you know Um, so it's different um but again like I believe me and my best friends have a sisterhood but it's different like um this is like a sisterhood where we all have like the same values at our core um like you know there's a reason we underwent the program there's a reason we have our letters um because we all like we like the like not only do we like the values, but, like, we embody them. Like, we genuinely believe in this organization. Um, and so, like, so yesterday we had our um, our NEOs. They had their presentation last night. And it was just really interesting to, like, see sisters from all over um, and just, like, get to connect with them. And, like, obviously, like, I've met some of them, like, by text or something. Um, but it was just so nice to, like, see them in person, get to yeah. connect, you know. And, like, a lot of them would be like, oh, like, if you're ever, like, like, one of my line sisters, she's like, if you're ever in Atlanta, let me know. I haven't replied back to her, but I will, <laughs> um, you know? So it was just, like, so interesting to see it. And it's a support system that I didn't have before. Um, and it's just, like, it's nice, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's all we have for today. Thank you, for, thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks um, for having me. Of course. Um, And to everyone listening, as always, please remember that every day is a new chance to start over. I hope that you'll tune in for next week's episode. Thank you.